Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here, to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a big episode lined up today where I'm going to be sharing the top five training mistakes I see in the gym and how you can change them and improve those to make sure you're making the best results possible and getting the most out of your time. And also, don't forget to hang around for this week's social media question of the week, which is going to have a lot to do with tracking your calories and specifically whether or not you should be putting in your energy expenditure each and every single day into your calorie tracking app, such as MyFitnessPal, and then making up those calories by eating them to make up for the energy that you've used. So hang around for that. Uh, Looking forward to sharing today's content with you. Let's get stuck into the show. All right, let's get stuck in, shall we? So I'm going to be going through five of the training mistakes that I see in the gym most often. And I'm sure there's plenty more, and you could probably think of some as well. But these are the big ones, and ones that I know are easily changeable and can, can make a massive difference to your training, your results, uh, the amount of enjoyment you get out of the gym, but most importantly, the way that you approach your sessions and your mindset around training and, and making sure that you have clarity that what you're doing is the right thing and that you're going to see the results that you're after if you're going into the gym to build muscle. This way, you're going to know that when you go in there, the things that you're doing are putting you on the right path. The same thing with fat loss. If you want to lose fat and you're going in doing the completely wrong thing every time you go into the gym, and it may not be the wrong thing, it may just not be the most optimal way to approach it. But if you're going in there and not seeing the results you're after, it's very easy to lose motivation and then give up on whatever your health and fitness goal is. So today, this episode, I'm sharing the five training mistakes and ways you can change and improve those to make sure that you're getting the most out of your efforts and seeing the results that you're after. So Let's start with number one, and number one is doing cardio before you do your weights. Now, you all know that I'm a big advocate for strength training, and it's for very good reason. The amount of benefits are absolutely endless, you know, from bone density, from increasing your metabolism, increasing self-esteem, reducing stress. There's so many different benefits of strength training, and that should be your main focus when you go into the gym. If you go for a run and you're not going to the gym, then yeah, of course, you put amount of, the most amount of effort possible into that run. But if you go to the gym to lift weights and you've also got cardio to do, it needs to be saved until the end. We want to attack our strength session with full energy while we're fresh, get the most out of the session, uh, move the biggest numbers that we possibly can, and then at the end of the session, that's when we do our conditioning. That's when we do our cardio Because in the end of the day, especially if you're going for an amount of calories burnt in that cardio session, 300 calories burnt uh, at the start of the session is the same as 300 calories burnt at the end of the session. But if we're doing that cardio first and then we go and lift weights, then the chances are that fatigue that we've got from the cardio or the conditioning is going to play a negative role in our strength training and we're not going to hit the numbers we need to. So the number one training mistake, or not, not, not so much number one, but the first one I want to discuss today is cardio before weights. So just make that switch. All you need to do is do that conditioning at the end after you've focused on your strength work, your strength training, and then from there, uh, you, you finish with your conditioning. You get you get done what needs to be done, whether that's HIIT training, so high-intensity interval training, or whether it's a low, steady state, or um, 
low steady state or just moderate intensity, whatever it is, save it to the end, get it done, uh, and then you'll see far greater results, especially in regards to your strength and muscle gain. Um, and then in terms of your fat loss or your conditioning, you're still gonna see those same results. The other option before we move on to number two is to do your cardio completely separately. So either on another day or later that day, or uh, I wouldn't recommend doing it earlier because you're gonna have that same effect of doing your conditioning first, but um, that's the other option as well is to just split it up completely. Number two is doing isolation movements before compound movements. So a great example of this may be doing leg extensions before you go and do squats. Now, the negative effect of doing this is very similar to number one. We're over-fatiguing the muscles that we're trying to work before we do our big movements. So if we're doing leg extensions first, we might be going to failure. Even if we're not going to failure, we're, we're pushing ourselves, we're fatiguing that muscle so that when we go to squats, we're not gonna be able to get the most out of that exercise. Um, we may not be able to increase our numbers from the week before. Uh, we may start to rely on other muscle groups to overcompensate because we are already too fatigued. There's a number of factors as to why we do compound movements first, but the, the main reason is so that we can focus on progressive overload. So in regards to lean muscle, uh, lean muscle gain, fat loss, energy expenditure, we need to be focusing on progressively overloading each week. And if you don't know what that means, progressive overload is just making sure that the, either the reps, the sets, the weight, um, you know, the difficulty of how you're lifting, all of this needs to increase or improve over time for us to see gains and to see progress. So focusing on your compound movements first, and by compounds, I mean you know, your squats, your deadlifts, your overhead press, um, what else? your rows, lunges, bench press, all pull-ups, all that type of stuff. That needs to be done at the start of your session. And then you move on to isolation at the end once you've already got the most out of that muscle group and then you might go on and then, and then do your accessory movements or your isolation after things like bicep curls or pec flies or you know lateral raises for your shoulders, all that type of stuff. That can be saved for the second half of the session um, once you've got the big, big money makers out of the way. I like to call them, uh, you know, the exercises that give you the most bang for your buck. They're the big compound ones where we're using multiple joints, multiple muscle groups to to do that movement, um, and that's where we're going to be lifting the most load, getting the most progress, and progressively overloading, expending the more more amount of energy, recruiting more muscle fibers. Um, so we're focusing on compounds before isolation. So that's number two. Number three is lifting before mobility. And in when I say this, I, I mean that uh, in context of that session on its own. Sorry, I got a bit mixed up there. But doing your lift before you even focus on mobility when you go to the gym, just a normal, a normal gym session or in general when you're just starting out with strength training. If, if you're just starting out strength training um, and, and, uh, and you don't have the mobility to get into the positions you need to be in on certain exercises such as a squat, a deadlift, even bench press. Bench press is probably one of the biggest ones along with squats and deads that a lot of people when they come into the gym after sitting down most of the day at work or even just not having done much mobility or don't have that much flexibility from the past, they can't get into positions they need to be in to perform the exercise correctly. And when that happens, most of the time we're gonna overcompensate or start to use muscle groups that we shouldn't be using to move the weight from A to B. 
we don't want to be moving the weight from A to B. We want to be using the exact muscles that we're targeting for that exercise, for that session to move the weight uh, in a controlled, you know, and then explosive and powerful manner. The other part of that is injury prevention. If you, if you don't have the mobility and you're doing a squat with a barbell on your back and you're compressing your spine, you're getting lumbar rounding at the bottom of a squat, then you're just risking injury. You're putting yourself in a bad position to risk getting injured. And that's, that's um, you know, injuries keep you out of the gym. You're not going to make progress if you're, if you're not in the gym because you're injured. So mobility is king before we go into our session. So before a training session, my kind of pre-workout routine is I'll go in, I'll do some foam rolling first, um, some form of myofascial release. I'll then go into mobility for anywhere between five and 15 minutes. Sometimes it may take longer. And I'm making sure that I'm getting those areas that I'm about to work in a position that they need to be in um, and in a position where they can be in the places they need to be for me to perform an exercise correctly. Uh, For bench press, I'm making sure my shoulders are nice and open, that my lats are free and they're not too tight and pulling my shoulders forward. For a squat, I'm making sure my hips are mobile before we start, my ankles um, or even my shoulders for squats as well. All that stuff does play a big role in whether or not you're performing an exercise correctly, getting the most out of it, and then you know in turn progressing and seeing results down the track. So mobility is extremely important, and if you don't have a big emphasis on that already inside your training program, I would highly recommend it. Um, I, I'm looking at doing a few different videos um, by myself and also with some others on different mobility exercises that I'm doing before training which you'll probably find helpful as well. So if you would like to see those videos, let me know, just shoot me an email, danny at dannykennedyfitness.com is my email address. So just to repeat that, danny at dannykennedyfitness.com, email me and uh, and I'll put those videos together. But number three, do your mobility before you lift. So the training mistake I see is people doing the opposite, just lifting and not worrying about mobility uh, and that's resulting in them not lifting properly. Number four, people focusing on weight over form and you know exactly the type of people I'm talking about you go into the gym there's that one dude on the bench press that's doing uh, you know 100 kilos for reps but he's coming down a quarter of the way he's not coming down all the way to his chest or his form shocking or people are squatting huge numbers and they're only doing quarter squats or their knees are coming forward they're bending over too far the list goes on um the focus needs to be on form before weight. And if that means you need to strip the exercise right back, right back to basics, right back to a lightweight, a weight that, you know, it might hurt the ego a little bit, but when you go into the gym, you need to leave your ego at the door. And that's something that I used to struggle with a little bit as well. I would go into the gym, try and hit big numbers, focus on trying to impress others when in fact I was putting myself at risk and I wasn't getting the results that I wanted and and that I should have been getting with the amount of time I was putting into the gym because I wasn't lifting properly and even now there's exercises which I think I'm doing perfectly with a weight that I feel like I can control and then I'll you know I'll chat to someone I might see a video I might work with a strength coach and we make a slight alteration to my form to increase that form or improve it and all of a sudden I need to strip the weight right back and start again um, and build it back up. And I'm fine with that now because I wanna be getting the most out of the exercises that I'm doing in the gym. And to do that, you need to be lifting with perfect form. And in my head, I'm thinking perfect rep every rep. And I genuinely think that. And if you've worked with me before in terms of in the gym or even online, you know I'm big on, on just 
repeating the same lifting cues over and over and over again to really drill them into your mind so that when you're doing these exercises, you're doing them properly and you're, you're correcting yourself when you're doing them. Uh, and I think self, self-correction self is, is a great way to make sure that your form is good and that you're not lifting too heavy or, or heavier than that what your body and your muscles can actually handle. All right, lastly, number five, doing the same workouts and expecting the same results. So the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. The amount of people I see in the gym that I've been watching for the last few years, even some of them up to five, six years, doing exact same routine every time they come in, the same weight, same exercises in the exact same order, and they look exactly the same. And that's no surprise to me, and it shouldn't be any surprise to you. If you were doing the exact same exact same run, you, you go for a run where you do three kilometers in 12 minutes. And every time you do that three kilometers, you always run it in 12 minutes. Your cardiovascular system, your, your aerobic capacity is not going to increase if you're doing that same thing over and over and over again. Same thing in the gym, same thing with your results in your strength training, your fat loss, your muscle gain. If you're doing that same stuff over and over and over again, you're not going to see the results you're after. Your body doesn't need a reason to change. For your body to change, it needs a reason. So you need to create that reason. And in no way am I saying that every time you go to the gym, you need to be doing something different because you don't. You don't need to go in and you know, quote unquote, shock the muscles into changing. You just need to make sure that you're progressing. It comes back to progressive overload, and I like to stick to very similar compound movements, although I do change up my accessory exercises a lot, but I'll also periodize my training in a way where I'm changing my reps up every now and then. I'm changing the loads that I'm using, the angles that I'm hitting a muscle group from, the order I'm doing exercises in after I do my compound movements, even the days that I train certain muscle groups so then I can create that change and give my body a reason to change. Um, and you should be doing the same thing too. If you're going in doing that same routine over and over and over again, then no, you are not going to see the results that you want in the long term. And, and you know, you may initially see results, um, but eventually that will plateau. And then that's where people get stuck. That's where people lose motivation and they decide that what they're doing is not working, it's not worth the effort, and they move on to something else or they just give up uh, in general. So stay away from that one, guys. So I'm going to recap these five points and then we'll move on to this week's social media question of the week. But before I do that, I want to give you an example of some of these mistakes that I used to make myself. And, you know, I used to be huge on cardio. I used to do so much running when I was playing football and basketball. And and I thought that, you know, for me, my advantage would be the fitter I could be. I, I wanted to make sure that on court and on the field that I was the fittest one out there. And that meant meant I was doing excessive amounts of cardiovascular exercise. And it was just, it was a waste of my time and energy because I wasn't exactly getting that much fitter. If anything, I I was kind of plateauing and and just doing myself harm by overtraining. But by the time I got to the gym to lift the weights and I needed to get bigger, like when I was 18 years old, I moved to Melbourne, um, the exact same height that I am now, and I was 63 kilos. I'm now 84. So it's a huge difference, but I was doing way too much cardio before I did weights. Um, you know, the next one doing isolation before compounds, I would go into the gym and just make sure that I felt the burn. I wasn't focusing on getting stronger on certain lifts. I wasn't thinking when I went to the gym, okay, today my squat needs to improve. I was going in thinking, all right, I want to leave feeling like I've done the work, feeling like I've smashed myself and that's enough. But it's not because I wasn't progressing over time. Uh, yes, I was pushing myself and I was training hard and I did see results to an extent. 
but the real results didn't come for me until I focused on the big movements, progressing in weight, progressing in reps, sets, all that stuff over time, and that's when I saw the results. Uh, lifting before mobility, it, it's only been the last two to three years where I've actually put any emphasis on mobility, like any at all. Um, I've always had very flexible hamstrings, and that is about it. Everything else was tight. My shoulders were rounded. My hips have always been really tight. I was getting you know, excruciating back pain uh, from what I thought was a back injury, but it was just because my glutes and hamstrings weren't doing anything at all because they couldn't. My hips were too tight and they wouldn't allow the hamstrings and glutes to do the work they needed to do. So it wasn't until I focused on mobility, I focused on getting my body in the positions it needed to be in to do the exercises I was doing, that's when I saw results. That's when I saw the big changes. Um, and since then, I, I cannot recommend mobility enough. And even now, I'm still learning new ways, new techniques to improve my mobility uh, and get my body in positions that it needs to be in so I can, I can improve. And that's why we all go to the gym and that's why we train. Uh, you know, focusing on weight over form. Again, this is another one for me. Like, uh, I, was, I was making sure that I was buggered. I was doing ab workouts where I was doing literally hundreds of reps on each exercise just to feel that burn when in actual fact if I had have slowed them right down, done them with perfect form, focused on my breathing, focused on eliminating momentum, I may have only need to do 10 to 20 reps of that same exercise to get that same effect and that same burn but I wasn't. I thought more was better. I thought uh, quantity over quality. Well, for me now, that's changed. It's always quality over quantity or even quality then quantity, okay? So that's a big one. And then lastly, the same workouts. I literally, I was talking to someone, one of my clients the other day in the gym. Like for the first, I'd say two years of my training, I was pretty much doing the exact same workout every time I went to the gym. And I was training four to five days per week. So I'm not even talking about the same training split. I'm talking about the exact same workout, same exercises, same reps, expecting a different result. And as I just said, I was 63 kilos. Like I was lean because I didn't eat enough and I was doing excessive amounts of cardio, but I wasn't big at all. In my mind, I probably thought I was jacked, (laughs) but I wasn't. I was doing the same shit over and over again, expecting a different result. And guess what? I didn't get it. All right, so to recap, number one, don't do your cardio before your weights. Number two, always do compounds before isolation. Number three, mobility before lifting. Get in the position you need to be in to perform the exercise you need to perform. Number four, form over weight every single time. And number five, change things up with your workouts. Make sure you're progressing and you will see results. All right, guys, let's have a quick break and then move into question of the week. All right, social media question of the week. This is one that I get often, and I mean very often, from new clients, uh, people that have just started following flexible dieting or just those curious about tracking their calories, and that is specifically for people using the MyFitnessPal app. This question is, when I do exercise, should I be plugging my exercise into the app? So let's say, for example, they go and do a workout and they burn 600 calories. Should they put into the app that they've just burnt 600 calories, which would then reduce the amount of calories that they've had for the day or or either increase their calorie target because the app is assuming that you haven't calculated your calories from your overall energy expenditure for the week. So let me take it back one step here. When you calculate your daily average calorie intake, the amount of calories you should be having per day to make sure that you either lose weight 
maintain weight or gain weight, you are making that calculation off an average of your energy expenditure for the week. So the training is already being calculated and that's how we've come up with that number. So you should not be plugging in your exercise into the app each time you train and then making up for it by eating those calories back. What you're actually doing is putting yourself either back at maintenance or even in a calorie surplus by eating those extra calories that we initially took out for you to lose weight or we initially added in to make sure that you you gain weight, okay? So to answer the question, no, you should not be plugging in your exercise into MyFitnessPal every time you train. It should have already been calculated into a weekly average, which is how we got your intake for each day. Um, and that's this week's social media question of the week, guys. If you have specific questions, you can either contact me through Instagram, through Facebook. You can email me. You can either get my email on my Instagram or through my website or just email me, danny at dannykennedyfitness.com. I would love to hear from you. I, I like getting questions. I like being able to discuss the stuff on this show that you guys actually want to hear. I really do appreciate you tuning in today. This podcast is slowly growing, which is awesome. I'm putting out my best content. I want to share as much as I can with you. I want to help as many of you as I can, and that's genuine. That's that's why I created this, and that's why I'm going to continue doing this, um, but I need your help along the way. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, please do take a screenshot of the episode, put it up on your Instagram story, put it on your Snapchat, uh, post a link to the episode on your Facebook, tell a friend about it. Uh, all help is much much appreciated. Um, if you did like the episode, leave a review on iTunes if you could or give it a rating. And I look forward to chatting to you in next week's episode. Hope you have a fantastic day um, and make all the progress that you want to out of this week. Uh, and I'll chat to you in the next show.